You're listening to Reviewing History, your comedy history podcast. I'm Brian Rupert, joined here by... Stephen Badagliaco And Anthony Galati. And we have a very special guest here today. Uh, as always, we are coming to you from the <laughs> Tell em Steve Dave Town Studios in beautiful Hazlitt, New Jersey. And we are joined here by one of my favorite members of the TSD crew, the TSD Town. I'm joined here by Get em Steve Dave. Howdy, all. Getem uh, has heard us record before, but we're breaking format a bit. What we're going to be doing today is it's going to be more like the second pilot, which you could see on our feed, where we are going to be discussing historical events, people, whatever, battles, anything like that. And then at the end, we're going to uh, make our picks for the next movies we will be watching. So I told Getem to bring a uh, tale or thing to the table that he would like to discuss, and you know, I, I hope it fits with the with the with the, the theme. But I you know what? it's so. loose. It'll be fun. Okay, yeah. just go with if it. it yes. If it's if it's not, you know, we'll just uh, we'll just shun you. <laughs> it, 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 is, it does. You'll never be invited back. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to stay outside the door. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it does. At you. <laughs> it does center around a historic event, which has changed the world. So awesome! Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Oh, yes, I guess I'll go first. Sure, that seems to be. I mean, you're, you're at the yeah. helm. Yeah, you're yeah. the guy. I, I'm the guy. Yeah, I'm the Kirk. <laughs> I'm the I captain. I'm Kirok. <laughs> yeah. What episode? Get him. What Kirok? Is that a TOS? TOS. Yes. Yeah, I'm not that big on TOS. I'm not that uh, good on TOS. Okay. Yeah. That would be... This side of Paradise? No, Paradise Syndrome. Paradise Syndrome. Yeah. Miramani. We're Trekkies, and Getem's a Trekkie, so... I'm, I'm a Trekker. A Trekker? Ah, yes. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. So, buckle up. Well, no, I was told that Trekkies are TOS, and then Trekkers... Uh, TNG on. You know, I didn't know there was a distinction. Back in the back in the day, you know. Did I, you enjoy that movie, Trekkies? I didn't. I never saw it. It's like a documentary about the super fans and okay. stuff, and they go buck wild like a guy turned his car into a shuttlecraft. Nice. <laughs> I, I do remember watching like QVC when they would have like the Star Trek uh, memorabilia stuff, mm -hmm. and I couldn't I couldn't afford it or get any of it, but I used to just sit there for two hours watching like because they would have people come on, mm -hmm. and I would just be like so fascinated like oh yeah this is this is almost exactly what we use on the set, but we just like add this to cut down the shine. I was like oh my god so cool. Mm. <laughs> I want a communicator pin that makes the noise. <laughs> I went to uh, about two years ago. There's in Ticonderoga, New York. There's a Trek museum. Like they recreated the entire set of the Enterprise from the original series, and you walk around it, and it's all fun. And you can. <laughs> they have the. Um, Do you press buttons? You can press buttons. They got like salt shakers <laughs> that are tricorders and shit. That's like the. It's the nerdiest thing I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. Is is this related to that series you told me about? No, this is different. Oh, so this is another person who built the yeah, whole entire. Yeah, I set. told him okay. about um, Star Trek Continues. Oh, yeah, Star Trek yeah. Continues. What a great, do you great wanna, series. Do you want to explain what that is? I mean, I'm not part of it. You talk here. Yeah. No, no. Just... Uh, it's some guy who loves Star Trek and made his own show. Like, mm. with the guy from, uh, what's it called? Mythbusters plays Sulu. Yes, yeah. yes Grand Amahara. Yes. Because he showed it to me. I'm like, dude, I think that's Grand Amahara. And he's like, who? I'm like, mm -hmm. Grand Amahara, Mythbusters. And mm -hmm. I had to, like, Google it. I'm like, yes, it was oh, him. 
basically a Christian rock singer built the Enterprise <laughs> in his house, and he you know does he's his own great. Star Trek adventures. He is a great Kirk. Yes, yeah. he's better than some other people to play Kirk who uh, started in the 2000s. Mm. That's all I'll say. Mm. Uh, enough, of, enough about Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get Which back show to it. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Okay, I. Uh, I picked a little obscure historical fact. It's one of the last things to happen in World War II. Okay. Uh, An event. An event. Mm. This is the Battle of Castle Eater. Castle Eater. How do you spell Eater? I-T-T-E-R. Eater. Okay. So we're going European theater. We're in in Europe. Uh, We're in Austria specifically. And basically, so at this castle... Uh, in Austria, a bunch of French VIPs were being held prisoner. And this is what makes it a little interesting. The people they had prison in prison that the Nazis had all hated each other's fucking guts. Do you know who they were? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, so... Like Marshal Patan? So you had... Um, I'm going to, by the way, these are French names, so I'm going to butcher them. So <laughs> prepare yourself. Mm. If, oh, can I make a correction? Before you continue, just, it's funny you brought that up. I've been driving, we, we did the Gladiator episode, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I recently listened to it. And I said macro mani wars when it's Marco mani wars, and it's been driving me nuts for days. <laughs> so I'm sure anyone who heard that and knows what the fuck I'm talking about is like, what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> if they Dude, were... I said comicus. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, like... Well, he's a legendary stand-up comedian from DC. <laughs> I mean, you know. He was selling out the Coliseum three nights. <laughs> Four on Sundays. <laughs> Okay, there was athlete uh, Jean Baroda, or Barada. Uh, he was a tennis star. Oh. Basically, okay. he became the Ministry of Sport during Vichy France. Like, they used him as, like, a token spokesperson. What a bullshit title. <laughs> the Minister of Sport. Yeah. <laughs> That's such nonsense. It's... It's a bullshit position, but he is their most famous athlete at the time, and they used him for propaganda. Mm, okay. oh, tennis That's is your cool. most yeah. famous athlete. Yeah. It's it's early, you know? Sad Look, country. everyone, even the tennis man likes fascism. <laughs> he swings with his elbow. So, and he raises his arms yeah. to Hitler. <laughs> so he obviously, like most French people, hated fucking the Germans and the Vichy. Yeah. Eventually he spoke out and he got his ass thrown in this prison. Uh, he, he opened his mouth. Uh, then you have the the French fascist uh, Francis de la Roque. Now people may hear French fascist and be like, shouldn't he like the Nazis? No, he's a nationalist for France. He wants Nazi policies, but for Frenchmen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. He doesn't want. He doesn't want Germans doing it. Yeah. Obviously, the Germans have to put his ass in the prison. Right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> There are two former prime ministers put into this prison. There is the leftist, Delaurier, mm-hmm. uh, and then there is the right-winger, Paul Reynard. Ah, there, there is also uh, de Gaulle's sister. Oh. Charles de Gaulle's sister is thrown in this prison so as well. a damsel in distress? Yes. Mm. <laughs> and there are two former generals who both fucked up the defense of France, <laughs> leading to Germans overrunning them. Uh-huh. Uh, Maginot Line was French, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 
Games, which is actually how this guy fucked up. He basically was trying to recreate uh, World War One tactics <laughs> in World War Two, you know, and he got I, overran. They oh. get a lot of shit for that, and they don't deserve it. Mm. Like their their entire nation was so brutalized in the First World War that there was just like their population was so damaged that they couldn't re- replace themselves fast enough, and there was just no way they were going to hold up. The, hold off the German onslaught. Yeah, I believe I heard there was like entire villages that were pretty much wiped out except for the women and children. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And And the Maginot Line is like the best they could come up with. It's giant fortifications on the border and the belt... Blame the Belgians. They were counting on Belgium. Right. The Belgians Mm. didn't hold up their end of the bargain with the the Maginot Line. Like Mm. they just neglected to fortify properly. So these two generals is Gamelin, right? I'm probably mispronouncing his name. Yeah, that has to be a mispronunciation. Yeah. Gamelin, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Gamelin. Yeah. Yeah. Give a lilt to yeah. it and it sounds yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so he was in charge of this. He was a World War One hero. He was a war hero. But now he's just known for, like, blowing this. Basically, <laughs> he told them, he was like, look, the Belgians are going to come through. <laughs> like, they're going to hold and then we'll hold. We're going to be fine. And he fucked up. They got overrun. The Belgians kicked ass, at least in the early days. Well, yeah. Um, So then what happened is he got fired, and they put Waynard in, right? And Waynard is the other general, and he's like, this is fucking over, man. We lost. Mm -hmm. And he starts begging the prime minister to quit. He's like, let's just capitulate. Like, it's over. Like, I'm I'm the French stereotype for the next 70 years. (laughs) Like, when people mock France, it's me. When they they say cheese-eating surrender monkey... Yeah, Dom, exactly. who they're talking about. Yes. Okay. And obviously they do capitulate, and he becomes a Vichy collaborator. And he's not happy with his position in the Vichy government after they send him to North Africa. And guess where his ass goes? Into the gulag. He's it's into the, the castle. The Star Wars. So, so you, you have all these people with different political ideologies that okay. all hate each other. Okay. Stuck in this prison with each other day after day for years. Could you imagine being stuck in a small confined space with people you hate every day for years and years and years? Yes, you, yes, you I do can. This show, don't <laughs> Were there any mimes in there? That's, that's, that's the big question. Was, was that a, like a communal thing, or did they have like castles? Yeah, castle makes me think that there's the yeah, like like room. It, yeah. it is an actual castle. Like it's yeah. your typical like think of like medieval castle. It mm. was a medieval castle for centuries that had been repurposed to become this prison. Mm. Do you think okay. they had like their own dungeon like kind of, per person kind of thing going like on? A cell? I, like yeah. a cell. I, I it when you see pictures of it, it doesn't look that big. There definitely was some sort of bunking. They could talk. Or, they were in talk, right? But they so hated they hated right. each other, so no one wanted to talk to each Do other. Do you think like somebody like like two people fell in love in there like by the end of it? Mm. <laughs> well, that happened. <laughs> well, look at the ratio. How is yeah. uh, eight to one? girls yeah. yeah well i'll say this uh when kirk and spock were captured by the nazis that one time in uh, patterns of force uh they used a try uh what was it they had like a transporter thing in kirk's arm that they had to cut out and then they built a laser and they shot wow. it at the lock and everybody got out and why didn't they just do that I, they I, might have done it. They what I'm wondering have. is, were they stereotypically like shackled up with their arms over their heads? Like, Not and, that yeah, one. They had to in look. fact, there's a comedic moment where Kirk has to climb on top of Spock. Oh, no, it's the other way around. Spock okay. climbs on top Is this top your of fan Kirk. fiction or in the episode? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, the hanging. No, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, picturing, I'm just picturing all these people. I'm picturing all these people like hung up like that, and like, like someone says something, they just can't yeah. reach to punch them or anything. So, so because this um, prison was not too far from Dachau, the Germans actually would let them kind of roam around the castle freely because they wanted them to be happy in case they needed to barter with them. The people that were mistreated at the castle were the staff. So <laughs> as you can imagine, the oh. staff at this castle was um, political prisoners that the uh, Germans did not look so favorably on. <laughs> There's one story uh, in this book I read of this, this dude just beats the hell out of this fucking this prisoner for no reason. Like, the guy was just walking by with, like, a thing of soup to deliver to, like, one of the prisoners, and he just sees him and mercilessly... Eh, how do you say that? Mercilessly. Mercilessly. That's not it at no. all. No. I butchered it. Mercy. 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 Yeah. Anyway, he fucks this guy up for no reason, beats the ever-loving shit out of him, and, like... What happened to the soup? <laughs> this gazpacho... This gazpacho is supposed to be warm, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so actually it, two of the prime ministers went over and were like dude that's really fucked up <laughs> like that that one was too far and he ended up fleeing at the end of the war remember that time that nurse chapel tried to bring spock soup in a muck time <laughs> and then he took it and he threw it against the wall and yelled at her because he was in pond far yes <laughs> Okay. I'm going to do this a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next time on Reviewing Truck with Anthony. So, anyway, as the war goes on, Hitler dies, right? And everyone sees the writing on the wall. This thing is over. The SS that is holding them in the castle, they all flee, right? Okay. And the French people go down to the basement of the arms, like, room that the Nazis have, and they all pick up rifles and arms, and they arm themselves. And they're like, we have to survive until the Americans can get here because we're either going to be used as a bargaining chip by Nazis that come back mm -hmm. or we're going to be executed. By the staff. By the staff. <laughs> <laughs> that we beat yeah. for bad soup. Yeah. So... So this is like the waning days. This of is the, the war. end of the war. This is this is two days before the um. Uh, what's the fucking final treaty? I'm drawing a blank. Armistice. The well before Hitler killed himself. After or? he kills himself, the fucking final treaty that's signed with the Russians there and oh. Versailles. You know what? I'm I'm not sure. I'm drawing <laughs> a blank. It's not Treaty of Versailles. World War One. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's just, when they uh, just the just the cease, general ceasefire. And yeah, then... it's when they 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 carve up the east and west right, Germany. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I'm drawing a blank on it. Whatever. It's two. Oh. It's it's two days before that when this happens, right? So they're like within reach of being saved. They're not far, but yeah. it's pretty far for them to alert the Americans about their mm -hmm. situation. So what they do is they go to this one uh, Slavic prisoner who was, like, he's a Czech communist who was, like, kept there like a staff. Mm -hmm. He was beaten and shit. And they tell him, we need you to run this way west and get the Americans. And there's a bike. And he gets a bike, and he rides it as far as he can, and he gets to this town, Gongol, in Austria. And in Gongol, sorry, no, he gets to not the town Gongol. Uh, I forget the name of the town. But the officer that is there, he's a German man named Gongol. He's an SS guy who has defected to Austria, becoming a freedom fighter for like the last six months of the war. And he tells him the situation. And the guy is like, okay, I'm going to head there with my boys. 
and we're going to defend the castle. <laughs> That's a lot like when uh, Chakotay and Paris... <laughs> Uh, in the holodeck episode when the Herogen had taken over the ship uh, and yes, yeah. they made a French resistance mm. uh, simulation yes. and then they came with the Americans and liberated the town. Remember yes, that? Yes. Seven of Nine was the uh, the lounge singer. Yes, she was. And yes. So, so then what happened? <laughs> So then what happens is they send him on his bike 40 more kilometers, and he gets to... Oh, you know who else had a bike in that episode? Yes. It, it, He's it, riding it was, around, and he had a baguette. Which had which had uh, plans and stuff in it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's how they were... Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Brian. It's okay. <laughs> so he gets to uh, the American, this dude, Jack Lee. And he's like, you have to come help us defend this castle. I got this, like, ex-Nazi. He's going to help us. And Jack Lee is like, the war's over. My men don't want to do this. Mm. Like, no one wants to die. But you know what? They're I'm not interested in saving the French fucking miscreants? No. He does not give a, He doesn't give a fuck, and his men doesn't don't give a fuck. Mm. Eventually, he gets, like, seven dudes together in one tank. And they ride all the way to the castle. They got like a Kelly's Heroes ragtag group. <laughs> yep. We're going to steal the gold. Yeah. <laughs> they get to the castle and they set up the tank in front of like the drawbridge area and they take up positions around the castle with the French. The French are upset and angry at the Americans because they didn't bring enough people. <laughs> and it's such a French thing, yeah. right? To be like, oh, you come and save us, but you do not bring more help. I spit on you, Americans. Yeah. I fought in your general direction. Why, not, why well, didn't you want to bring 14 instead of 7? Did the French know that the war was close to ending? Of course. Yeah, they had an idea, especially like when mm -hmm. the SS flee, right? <laughs> so mm -hmm. the SS come back, 150 SS like uh, officers or troops, I don't know what they'd be called, descend on the castle and just start unloading fire. They blow a hole in the castle and they just start shooting, right? So it sounds like the French were right to be angry now. Well, if there's a division you of know? Men, yeah. Yeah. yeah, They knew they were coming back. You know what they could have used? Some yeah, self-replicating mines. Oh, and if they yes. had those, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like when... <laughs> The Dominion were coming through the wormhole. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the problem is, is you can't activate them until the whole entire minefield is deployed. That's right. If, if you do it before then, they'll, they'll set themselves off. Right, Brian? I mean, you're right about the separate <laughs> unless, unless the Germans bring a tunneling graviton beam. That's true, yes. <laughs> which will disable the self-replication feature of each mine. Because they are small. <laughs> Only a few kilograms each. They have to be. <laughs> no, that's when he forgets to go to waste management because Leela's going to be moving into his uh, quarters and there's going to be more waste coming out of right. the. Exactly. I love that this is the nerdiest podcast ever in content and like the Trek stuff on top. So, anyway, the Germans attack the castle, there's a big battle. As they're trying to save the two prime ministers, one of them is about to get hit by a sniper. The ex-Nazi dives in front, takes the bullet, and dies. Wow. I have so many questions. Like, how do you know that? Yeah, they don't have... Did they well, have lasers? Is, this is, this is <laughs> oh a historical event. Are we actually in Trek at this point? No, no, a guy would come down and paint a little red dot on you <laughs> yeah, so that right. they know where to hit. Maybe the rifle... 
had a transporter feature so that oh, when like they the fire the bullet... Yes, it materializes a couple... Right. Of, uh, yes. Like when Esri Dax... Right, exactly. When Esri Dax was a serial killer. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Get Him an Ant Talk Trek. <laughs> that was actually a really innovative episode. I love um, that episode. Um, like how they did the crossing through wall stuff. Yes. It was like, yeah, it was, it was a and cool She's episode. looking around. Yeah. 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 That was cool. So it wasn't... It, <laughs> It wasn't exactly like he dove in front of a sniper shot. Basically, he noticed that the dude was in a vulnerable a vulnerable position trying to get cover, oh, and man. the German oh, okay. guy was like rushing him to safety. I see. And he mm. got shot instead of the dude saving him. Oh, okay. And he did give his life to save that guy. That's wow. that's respectable. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Some might say the needs of the the, <laughs> <outfit>. <laughs> the needs of the one. <laughs> Castle, out of danger. I never took the Second World War simulation. What do you think of my solution? Guys eating an apple. So, anyway, the forces holding the castle are out of ammo. Of all the Germans I've ever known, he was most human. human. They shot him to the Genesis planet. <laughs> but we didn't have the capability to get him, so he's just up there alone. He's starved to death. Werner von Braun! Von Braun! So derailing Brian. <laughs> it's okay. It's it was okay. Derailed long ago. <laughs> so they ran out of ammo, and they're like, "We are fucked. Like we're gonna lose." They're like, "We only have one shot." They go to the tennis star. You're the fastest among us. You need to sprint and get to the Americans and tell them the situation and how fucked we are. The tennis star is like, "You got it," and he climbs a fence and books it. Kilometers upon kilometers, he gets American. He alerts them. They storm in, and they clean out the fucking SS, and they hold the castle, and that's basically over. That's badass. That's an awesome story. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a book on it you could read uh, called The Last Battle by Stephen Harding. It's pretty good. Um, and there's also a Sabaton song about it, which I heard. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you guys want to know what happened to Jack Lee after the uh, the war? Sure. Yeah. He came back That's to... That's tennis guy, right? Uh, no, Jack Lee is the American who led them. Oh. He was French. He'd be Jacques Lee. Yeah. Good point. He... <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. I like that. He, um, yeah, yeah. He, he, came, he came back, and he ran for uh, public office, and he lost and then became an alcoholic and a washout, and he never amounted to anything oh. after being a war hero. So they're the happy end. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that's who I've been trying to emulate in my life. Yeah. Jack Lee. Lee. So my that's, hero. So that's the Battle of Castle Eater. Um, so I think Pretty we cool. could have our guest go next. Pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> Mine is about how a minor bit character uh, led to the first African-American president in the United States. 
Oh, you're obviously talking, talking. about um, oh God, Michelle about? Nichols. No, <laughs> uh, Jerry Lynn Zimmerman. Mm. Okay. So Jerry Lee Zimmerman is an actress. I thought he was talking about Gabriel Bell. No, no. <laughs> she was uh, Miss Illinois in, in 1989 and ran for Miss America in 1990, lost. But in 1990, she's dealing blackjack at a, um, a celebrity-like event. What year did she lose? Uh, 1990. Ah, so she's a looker. Yeah, oh, yes. She's, <laughs> yes, yes. So she's dealing blackjack, and she meets this senator. Or uh, someone in the in politics named Jack Ryan. So in 1991, they get married, and she becomes Jerry Ryan. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> she is a looker. <laughs> yes. And in 1995, she joins the cast of a show called Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> As a character named Seven of Nine. I uh, get him. I love so much that it's more Star Trek. <laughs> I, I kind of knew, I thought I knew my audience. Yeah. So I said, let me, I'm not exactly sure. Fantastic. I was going to run it by you first, Fantastic. just in case. Do you? And in 1997, she fought The Rock. <laughs> yes. Do you? Do you think that there's another cast member that this story would be even funnier with if it was like Armin Shimmerin or something? <laughs> oh, I, well, it, 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 it would be funnier, but it wouldn't be as sexy okay. as this one turns out This to is be. more titillating. Oh, oh, de oh definitely. Yeah, definitely more titillating. Okay. Oh, excuse me. So in 1995, she joins uh, the cast of Star Trek Voyager, and uh, she meets a gentleman named uh, Brendan Braga. Yeah, Brandon. Okay. Brand, okay, yeah. Brandon Braga. And so she starts getting a divorce with um, this Jack Ryan. This Jack Ryan. Crazy name. Yes. Jack Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Masculine name. Well, that's the Tom Clancy novels. His character oh. is Jack Ryan. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. Yeah, he, oh, really? it's, it's like a. So basically, Tom Clancy was like, hey, I'm going to create the American James Bond, mm. and his name is going to be Jack Ryan. And he's just going to be a CIA analyst, and he's going to be the most boring version of James Bond you could ever imagine, <laughs> where he's like a tax accountant, basically. <laughs> His stories suck. Next time, Jack, send a memo. <laughs> Jack Ryan files the paperwork. <laughs> so now oh, I, I got a paper cut. I'm Jack <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> I he need a medic. He always says his name after something yeah. happens. <laughs> Damn it, Jack, I'm a doctor, not an accountant. This filing's done. I'm Jack Ryan. <laughs> okay, got him. So, in 2003, Jack Ryan decides to run for Senate in the great state of Illinois. Uh, as in normal uh, politics, politicians run, the newspapers start like digging through his life. And they find they can get access to his divorce records between him and Jerry Ryan, and, you know, she's famous. She's still famous. But they can't, for some reason, get access to the, um, the custody agreement because they had a child together. So finally, for some reason, and they, they wanted it sealed because it, it protects the child. But for some reason, this judge decides to unseal it. Well, now it comes out that Jack Ryan would like to bring Jerry Ryan around to sex clubs. 
Whoa. Oh. In America, in France, just around the world, and was like trying to push her to do strange things like having sex in public, which so, she was not down so for. So basically, he was trying to whore out his wife. No, no, I don't know if it was trying to whore her out. He was just like swingers, like almost swinging. Okay. She, she was like into it. She was not into it. He no. was taking her to a key party, like in the yes. family classic, The Grinch. The Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that get him? I, I've heard it. I heard it. Yes. If you, if you watch that movie, there's a key party. In it. <laughs> what is a key party for the folks at home? Right? A key party is when you get Anthony and Steve and you get together <laughs> and all you guys throw your keys in a bowl and whoever picks the key out, that's who you're fucking. Yeah. <laughs> now, are we are we sure? I like a- how this party is just me and Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Are we I was sh- assuming my wives were there. <laughs> Are we sure this is? Are you, no. Are we, <laughs> okay. Are we sure it was a key party, not just like you know what they used to do back in the day, and everyone threw their key in a bowl so that they wouldn't drive drunk later on? Wow, like they maybe, were planning on getting we really read into that wrong, huh? Yeah. I I like to assume key party. They they seem very frisky. Well, wait, this was a this was a Howard movie, right? Yeah, yes. Ron Howard. Oh yeah, so it's definitely swinging a key party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I watched enough Happy Days to know what was going on. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joni does you love Josh. S- you spend enough time around the Fonz, you're going to learn a couple things. <laughs> so these records are unsealed, and it's devastating to him and his, his campaign. So he pulls out of the campaign in 2004. He was uh, running as a Republican. Now, running as a Democrat is a young Barack Obama. Uh-huh. And now that his competitor is completely out of the race, he becomes... A shoo-in. He becomes mm-hmm. a shoo-in and becomes senator of Illinois in 2004, and by 2008... Running for president of the United States of America. Wow. So, so Ryan was an incumbent. If this didn't happen, he probably would have won. I think he was running. F- yeah, yes, yes. So he held office, and this derailed his whole life. Yes. Wow. Yes. The moral of the story is: don't bring your wife to sex parties. <laughs> <laughs> you should. You should get the temperature. Wow. D- dip your toe yeah. in and see if she's into you it. Know, before. Jerry Ryan would just fuck more. Yeah, the we would have a whole different history. Yes. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I wow. mean, after, I would think seeing all those revealing clothes that she was wearing on skin tight cat suit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now, did you know that uh, she couldn't turn her head when she was wearing that? No, I did not. If, if uh, she turned her head too much, the collar would cut off the carotid artery, <laughs> and she would pass out on set. Kate Mulgrew just sneaking up behind her, trying to turn her head. <laughs> They don't like each other. This is a one-woman show, (laughs) and I wear a lot of clothes. (laughs) I mean, do you think Jack Ryan was like, come on, it's like the collective. (laughs) Resistance is futile. (laughs) Resistance is not futile. Wow. (laughs) Jerry Ryan said, the line must be drawn here, this far, no further. He makes me fuck this guy, and I fall back. He makes me fuck this guy, and I fall back. I will not sacrifice my morals just because we're 80 miles away from... Oh, my God. I guess you could say he had a prime directive. Hey. Oh. Don't even know what that means. Oh, he wanted other people to go boldly where he... He wanted other people to boldly go where he had before. (laughs) 
All right, Steve, I guess it's your turn. <laughs> Sorry it's not as detailed as yours was. <laughs> no, that's perfect. That was great. Not Adam. a lot of French tennis players. But... <laughs> that's so good. That's so yours good. was titillating. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Emphasis on the tit. I can't stand up right I'm, now. <laughs> I'm so worried about this because of how the show's been going. Um, it, it, I hope it's about Star Trek. It has to do with the ship. <laughs> I know where this is going. Ship out of danger. So, <laughs> I picked to a, save the uh, ship. <laughs> I picked a person, and I, I might butcher the name. Uh, Steed Bonnet or Bonnet. Bonnet. Steed? Steed Bonnet, the gentleman pirate. Steed, the gentleman pirate, is mm. my person. Born in 1688, died in 1718. He's a Barbadian pirate. Ooh. So he's from Barbados? Mm -hmm. Is he a man of color or a white dude? He is a white dude. Okay. Ooh. But he was a wealthy landowner that he got from an inheritance in 1694 when his father passed away. So this guy was worth some cash mm. yeah. at this time. But due to marital problems, he turned to the life of a pirate. So wait, so... He was trying to not have his wife fuck other dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just insatiable. <laughs> so one day, and the dates of this are important. Remember, he died in 1718. Yeah. In 1717, in the summer of 1717, <laughs> he, he decided to be a pirate. <laughs> so this isn't more a midlife crisis. It's an end-of-life crisis. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think he was about, what, 30-ish at that time, maybe? So, how I found out about this person, it's actually a show right now. Okay. It is a, a show on HBO that's called Our Flag Means Death. And I was like, that sounds cool. It's about pirates. Oh, yeah. And it was just silly. Like, he romp. was eccentric. There, there's comedy going on. I, hmm. I'm like, this is this is so dumb. Let me search this name and see if it's a real person. Turns out it's it's... So accurate, it's insane. Oh, you never you never heard of him before? I never heard of him before. <laughs> I never heard of him. Yeah. So, this guy is like, fuck my wife, I'm going to go buy a ship. So wait, you're saying he said, I want to be a pirate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He was he was putting on the puffy shirt voluntarily. Yeah. So, so he, you're saying he wants to go out and buy a Corvette? Yeah. Okay. It's a midlife crisis. Mid yeah. He had a midlife yeah. crisis. Yeah. Midlife yeah. crisis. Yeah. So he had a ship built for him. Straight up, named it Revenge. <laughs> That's a as badass what, name. As what yeah. you do in your midlife crisis, your Corvette's name is probably Revenge. <laughs> or my wife is a whore. <laughs> but he needed a crew, and this guy was an aristocrat. He was wealthy. He's from a... a he told long, perverted jokes. <laughs> 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 and he, he always had the same punchline. Everyone on the ship is like, I'm going to mutiny this dude so hard. <laughs> Funny they wanted to. <laughs> um, he had to find some ragtag pirates, but he's a rich guy. He doesn't know any. So he had to go around town and find people to be pirates with him. He had to pay his crew. So this crew is like, yeah, we're gonna go, we're gonna go like get some good booty and like you know pillage, and they never did. They had to get paid. <laughs> yeah, most most pirates like you attack a ship and that's how you get paid. Like you it's right. a gang, right? Right, yeah. exactly. But he gave them like a salary. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, a salary. <laughs> so. What happened is he would travel along the East Coast and he would try to pillage some ships. I think they got one small one. Like some <laughs> most times that they did capture a ship, he would add them to the crew. I think at one point he had like like a hundred or something pirates on his payroll. 
So he was more like just trying to get dudes to hang out with just him. Hang, he wanted yeah. midlife crisis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he bought a party bus a, and was going up and he's down He's just a lonely guy looking for a couple friends. So. <laughs> I, I could let you go, but I got a great dental plan. Oh. Funny, funny thing is, he's going up the East Coast, up and down, and it turns out around this time, Spain is kind of uh, involved now. With that coastline, mm-hmm. and they inter- get intercepted by a wait, Spanish warship. Wait, before before you get to the warship, what is his ship like? Is it it's like massive? It's ma- like <laughs> is he overcompensating? Like, yeah, yeah, it's like it's a big ship. It, it's got like an anemones. It's got sleep space. He, it, he has it's a got big a lot crew. Of cargo. I think he had like three months worth of food. Which is like unheard why, of. <laughs> like, why would you not want to be on this ship if you're a yeah. pirate guy? You're you know? being paid. You're being paid. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. yeah. So you just yeah. like fucking. It's, yeah. He's, he's just hang. inept. It's he's like inept. it's like an or, or just, it's ornate, right? Yes, very ornate. The ship is made of gold. <laughs> so much so that it actually withstands a fight with a Spanish warship, which is wow. like okay, a lot of cannons. Yeah. I, I don't know how many, but they survive. Half the crew, mind you, of like 100 died in the fight. Mm. He got injured. Oh. So they're like, we got to go repair our ship. Like, we have to go. And we have to heal. So he goes to Nassau. And around this time... He said, build me a rocket ship. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to space with Jeff Bezos. (laughs) Did you see Pete Davidson is going to space space with Jeff Bezos? What? Is he trying to have hard to go away from Congress? Somebody (laughs) somebody did go to space with Jeff Bezos. Uh, Yeah, screw that guy. Yeah, Pete Davidson, who said everyone on Staten Island should die, is getting a rocket to space. He wants us dead. I I hope they leave him. If they're sending anybody from Staten Island, should be Q, right? <laughs> no, because he might not come back. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, especially like if Kanye's—I can picture Kanye like sticking around the base of the uh, rocket, yeah. like pulling wires. Do, and- do you think that Kanye could have called up Jeff Bezos and been like, "Yo, do me a favor. I need you to blow up Blue Origin." <laughs> <laughs> what? What's the deal with this Pete Davidson guy? Like, why is our society pushing him so fucking hard? The dude does girls, nothing. I want you to look at the cast of Saturday Night Live. Right. Yeah, but nobody like was like Will Ferrell needs to go to space, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Girls they're didn't so want to fuck Will Ferrell. Yeah, they're so desperate for anyone to be in the spotlight at this point. They'll they'll pick anyone. Like, that's like, my that's my theory. I, I just don't get it. Like, is, is he funny on SNL? No, one, no, no, like no one yeah. talks about yeah. his comedy. It's always just he's it's fucking another celebrity. Yeah, yeah, that's what they do now. <laughs> I think the joke is on all of us because we're all from Staten Island. Why are we not Pete Davidson banging like Kate Beckinsale, Ariana Grande? Is yeah, is like this what's is his, true. and like I think he meets a lot of these girls when they come on SNL, right? I assume yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, so like is what's his name putting like something in the water there? That's like <laughs> Lord Michaels. Yeah. We also don't look like we've been doing heroin for four years straight. <laughs> so like maybe maybe we just gotta rethink what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know uh, Dr. Evil's based on Lorne Michaels? Dr. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. I think especially the, uh, the, the thinker pink, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Back, back to the, uh, the, the quest at hand. They pull into Nassau to repair their ship and heal because they got wounded. They got dead. Shit's bad. Blackbeard is there. <laughs> oh, another pirate. Another pirate. <laughs> the best pirate. And they're so messed up, they have to seed their ship. To Blackbeard. <laughs> he just takes the ship. He's like, you could you could take my ship. I can't really do anything right now. You're a real pirate. And I'm in, like, tight pants and a skirt. <laughs> so. <laughs> so he just gives Blackbeard this brutal ship. Now Blackbeard has two brutal ships. <laughs> and during this summer, 
instead of like killing that entire crew and killing the gentleman pirate steed he's like yeah you could be a guest on the ship so he is now like a guest commander oh. on Blackbeard's ship and him and his crew are now part of that crew and so, they're pillaging and successfully pillaging oh, multiple Because they're with a real pirate. They're with a real pirate yeah. so now. So they're really they're, they're living the real pirate life. Yeah, he's, he, it's like um, going to Rockstar Fantasy Camp, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was, I was going to say, did Blackbeard in a training montage like run that <laughs> through? <laughs> Yeah, they're on the deck sword fighting. Yeah. And having a good laugh while they kill another pirate. Getting better and better and better. And he's yeah. like, You're, you've made it now. So what happened is um, because he stayed on a guest, they're like, at some point we have to leave, right? So they go to leave. <laughs> they try to attack, like, another Spanish ship, fail miserably, and run into Blackbeard again. In which the crew decides, screw Steed. We're going with Blackbeard. <laughs> they stay had with, enough. They had enough of them. So they, <laughs> they stay with Blackbeard. And now he's still a guest on that ship until he, he decides to leave. Awkward. Now At least he, Blackbeard didn't kill him. He could have killed him. Here's the thing. Remember, he dies in 1718. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to North Carolina. And he okay. gets pardoned there. Yeah, they had a general amnesty for the pirates. Really? The government, mm -hmm. yeah. So if a pirate made it to America, they would just be like, we're good. It, you have to turn yourself over and like give up a life of piracy. Uh -huh. and the, the British government was like, okay, so they, pardons. What but it's do, a pirate's life for me. I can't do that. They pardon you, and they'll give you clearance to privateer against Spain. Yeah. Oh. So he has to do that. And he wants to. But he also still wants to be a pirate. So he changes his name to Captain Thomas. <laughs> and the ship's name is now the Royal James. Oh, that's mm -hmm. nice. Uh-huh. That sounds like a cruise ship. Mm. Revenge <laughs> is so much more badass. Yeah. Welcome to the Royal James. We have amenities. <laughs> Today it's the Ario Speedwagon <laughs> Fantasy Cruise. So in 1718, they decide to go back to pirating. Or he, Steve decides to go back to pirating. The thing is, the man named William Rett of South Carolina is I've running an expedition up and down the coast to stop pirates and capture Steed, in which they arrest him, and they take him in. Steed escapes capture, gets away, but is recaptured again and then hung in 1718. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he, he actually didn't seem that bad at pirating. Apparently they said he was like always a good gentleman. He was just a crazy person at that moment. He couldn't deal with the shame of his wife cocking him, and it mentally yeah. broke him. So he, he has a specific flag that I think is really cool, and it's actually popping up in a lot of areas now. So you think of the regular pirate's flag is a skull, right? Mm -hmm. So in his flag, there was a skull, the femur bone on the bottom of that. Like, a, usually yeah. it's two crossed femurs. This is just one femur. On the right side of the skull, it's, it's a, a little man's triangle. Wife being fucked it's by a little dude. Barbato Slim. It's a little triangle that looks like a dagger, but on the other side is a heart. Oh, <laughs> that's because sweet. I think they, they oh, were just it's the full skeleton, right? It's not a full skeleton. Oh, oh, I'm thinking of uh, Blackbeard's flag. You're, th you're yeah. thinking of Blackbeard's. Right. Theirs had a little heart on it. Mm -hmm. And there's a little funny tidbit in the show where they're all trying to make their own flag. And they're on the deck, like, sewing. <laughs> and they're all angry that they have to sew. <laughs> and it... it <laughs> Is the show good? The show's actually pretty funny. I, 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 little parts turn me off that, like, they speak like we do. Uh. Modern tongue. But... <laughs> This, the story stays true to it, and I think it's utterly hysterical that this guy was just... It's, um, he had a wild summer. It's Murray from Flight of the Concords, right? Yes. Yeah, he's the main character. Uh, 
fun little side fact to that. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. Blackbeard, when he took those guys, mm-hmm. like abandoned them all on an island. And, like, <laughs> they all died. Oh. <laughs> okay. So it really is 1718. Yeah. It doesn't work out well for anybody but Blackbeard, it yeah. seems. Well, he gets yeah. killed, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody mean, lasted longer this time. Yeah. I, the only pirate who, I guess, really does well is um, Francis Drake, right? No. He, he's beloved. One of the more successful pirates was a woman in Asia, I believe. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah I, I, was, I'll, I'll, I can find her name. I think she was represented in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yes, yes, she was. Yeah. She yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, she's like the most... She had a mess, like probably the biggest ship in that area at that time. Hmm. I'll see if I can get her name, though. Yeah, that, was, that was interesting. I enjoyed yes. hearing about the gentleman pirate. Hmm. You know, it, they're space pirates in Star Trek sometimes, right? <laughs> you know, is. I was trying to think of one, and I couldn't. I was trying to inject it somehow. Isn't Mud kind of a space pirate because he's a smuggler? Is he? Ocon- no, O'Connor wasn't. He was uh, Harry Mud. I mean, maybe the the Orion Syndicate, mm. but they're like mafia guys. Seng Yi Sao. Seng Yi Sao. That's her. Okay. Uh, is it my Total. turn? Maybe I'll do it. Maybe it is your turn, sir. Okay. But there was a movie called Space Pirates. There is a movie Space with Pirates. Robert Ulrich. Yes. And a space herpy. Space herpy. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Red Letter Media talk about that? That's I think how they I know did. about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember. I saw that in, I think I saw that in the movie theaters. Really? Yeah. All they had to do was gather some self-sealing stem bolts. There you go. And they would have been fine. They could have been trading, could have been trading all the way up to Bajoran land. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yamak sauce. You need yeah. that yamak sauce. <laughs> Uh, okay, um, I decided to talk about the 1848 tobacco and lotto boycott of Milan. Okay, this is what? pretty obscure. This, yeah, is, this is pretty obscure. Oh, wait, the one of Milan. Bologna? No, Milan. You said... <laughs> no, I did not say that, but okay. No, Milan. Oh, Italy. Milan. Okay. Buenos Milano. So we're in Italy. Yes, little context for this. When Napoleon fell back in 1815... Mm-hmm. The Council of Vienna happened, which was a gathering of all the European powers to kind of remake the new Europe. What was it going to be post-French Revolution? And the conservative factions of all of these different empires kind of got together to crush French Republican ideals and keep them contained as best they could. This was led by a guy named Metternich, who was like an Austrian diplomat who kind of more or less created the balance of power system that would dominate Europe for so the wait, next 50 years. So it's like Austria, England. Yeah, the Austrians, the Russians, the Prussians. Basically, everybody's, British. everybody's trying to limit France. Yes, they're mm-hmm. trying to contain, not so much limit France, but limit the ideas. Like, th- this was like, we're scared of our populaces now because they tend to rise up and behead people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so There's precedent. Yes. So it's like, anytime something's going to go down... We have to nip it in the butt, right? Nip it. <laughs> and part of this was Napoleon had invaded Italy and cre- unified it and under France, right? So they wanted to break that shit up. So they created kind of like rival factions within Italy. And in northern Italy, they put it directly under Austrian Habsburg rule. And it's this kingdom called Lombardy Venetia, Right. And Lombardy Venetia in the Austrian Empire is like one sixth of the population, but they provide one third of the tax revenue of the. Okay, empire. so basically, it's kind of like Staten Island to New York City, mm-hmm. where like Staten Island is completely different. 
not but even is getting it's, it's, raped it's, by it's, the populace. It's, it's, <laughs> Staten Island basically provides almost all the taxes to the rest of the boroughs, as do far we? as I understand. I don't know it. about that. I, I think but, I don't think so. So like, do they pay, they pay more than they than they take in? We have a uh, bigger median income. Uh, income. Income. Yeah. Okay. But Lombardy Venetia is way overpaying as far as uh, their population and what they get from the Austrians. The Austrians, it's, it, they're occupied. Taxation you know? with no representation? Yeah, exactly. So, the people of Milan realize that the largest part of the tax revenue comes from tobacco tax, as well okay. as lotto. And the Austrians send this... They realize that there's, like, nationalist stuff happening mm -hmm. in this area, so they send this guy... Kind of like an Alsace-Lorraine thing, almost? No, that's, like, ethnic shit. Okay. That, not not really. But this is, like... You know, it's, it's an Italian population within the Austrian Empire that don't want to be part of the Austrian Empire, and they're kind of just getting dicked over by the Austrians. Okay. So the, the Austrian government sends this guy. His name is... Uh, Metternich? Raditsky. Raditsky. Joseph Raditsky. He's a field marshal in the army. Mm. And he's like this old school conservative dude who hates these people. Wasn't that uh, also the name of Mad Max? Raditsky? I don't know. Is it? No, I think I it might know. be Raditsky. It's Raditsky. I said Raditsky. Okay. It's Raditsky. So the, the Milanese decide on New Year's Day for big New Year's resolution, they're all going to quit smoking at the same time. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. But they started vaping. Anyone who's <laughs> ever met someone or know, or has tried to quit smoking knows that it's not fun. And they get real fucking angry and ornery. <laughs> so what does Radetzky do? He realizes what's happening. And he's like, I can't really tell them they have to smoke. <laughs> Are you but what I can yet? do is force them into some kind of uprising so that I can just kill them all. <laughs> Oh, so, so he's like, he, I need to bait them. What does he do? Well, the latter he is definitely more efficient. He hands out tons of brandy and big-ass cigars to all his soldiers and tells them to go out into the town and blow smoke in people's faces and antagonize them. <laughs> so it's kind of like that scene in Fight Club where it's like, yes. your job is to start a fight. <laughs> and they're just going around just yep. picking fights. Picking fights. <laughs> what are you doing, Italian man? You're looking very nice today. <laughs> So is that your wife? <laughs> just chug yeah. some so they're, just, so they're just told to go around and blow fuck, people. Fuck with people. Can you yes. blow smoke wow. rings? Yes. I can. <laughs> wow. And then you just see this. He's a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know where this sure is going. Sure enough, the guineas can't handle it. Uh, yeah. And they go apeshit. They start rioting. And this is perfect pretext for the Austrians to just kill and murder everybody. <laughs> and they end up killing like 50, 60 people in Milan. Okay, so they didn't, they didn't kill yeah. like the whole town. No, but no. it's, it's, it's exactly what they wanted to do. They wanted to crush this protest. But it blows up in their face in the long run because this incites the other Italian factions that they were kind of playing off each other to support the Milanese, and this leads to the first war of Italian independence. So Italy is not unified at this point. No, that Garibaldi hasn't come He's around. He's like in play at this time. He's like a young guy. Okay. Right? And this all, this all these, this is like the first thing, there's a giant thing called the Revolutions of 1848, which like spread across Europe and there's giant uprisings all over the place. It all eventually gets crushed with the exception of France, but this is like what kicks all that off. It's this weird smoking rebellion. <laughs> and that's the story. Yeah. So the moral of the story is 
Just don't quit smoking. Don't quit, don't quit smoking. Yeah. No. Don't quit smoking. No one likes to quit. Yeah. We have a lot of good morals. Yeah. Yeah. This episode. Yeah. 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 You're learning a lot. You know, it's like the end of a Star yeah. Trek where yeah. they're, they're, they learn something. Don't like take your wives faces. to key party. I was going to say it's kind of like what uh, Mark Twain said, that quitting smoking is a good thing. I've done it thousands of times. <laughs> and he was also in an episode... With Guinan and Data. Times Arrow. Yes. One and two. Yeah. Two-parter. I hate that episode. It just comes really? full circle. Yeah, it's not good. That is not a good episode. Why? It's, I, I, first of all, I'm not a big on Guinan. Okay. I think she's kind of shitty. But it's like weird and 1800s-y. Okay. I, the scenes when Picard... I don't like those aliens. The scenes they when Picard fools the landlady to get out of the rents... Or oh yeah. The, uh, yeah, yeah, that's fun. That stuff's fun. Yeah, right. Oh, I do, I oh do like, Mr. Pickard, <laughs> I told you your rent is due. I do like the data head. Yes. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Robot head. <laughs> we know he's fully functional and uh, atomically equipped. Correct. And programmed in many forms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> Which, so you're designing a robot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yes. like, I'm going to design life. It's going to like be smart and intelligent. Yeah. I better make sure this thing knows how to fuck. <laughs> like, isn't that kind of messed up? Dr. Soong had a plan, and he followed through with it. <laughs> he, wanted, he wanted Data to have the full human experience. That's right. <laughs> yes. Dr. I mean, Soong likes to fuck. Some now, incel we, is he, listening to this right now and be like, full human experience, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think even weirder is Zimmerman. Programming all his holograms to be fully functional. Oh yes, that's right. And eventually have a child. <laughs> the doctor can fuck. Yeah. <laughs> See, that makes more sense to me because, like, Why? I feel I feel the purpose dude, of dude, a holodeck is, is to live out thing? is to live out fantasies. Like Quark basically has like like jerk off booths in uh in the <laughs> box. That's is, true. He does. This is the 2400s. The answer to a woman's hysteria is not to induce an orgasm anymore. <laughs> so why would you have your doctor be fully functional? <laughs> so we can teach sex ed. That's a great Which point. is actually funny He's because the doctor he doesn't need to fuck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually funny because the guy who plays the doctor. Robert Picardo was in an episode uh, he was the gym teacher in Wonder Years was he really? yes and he taught sex ed to uh, of course he did yeah, in one episode I thought you were about to say he was in a porn yeah. <laughs> or, or SVU and it was gonna get dark <laughs> <laughs> so you said you had a game it? I do yes I, I invented three games okay and we're gonna play one of them I suppose yeah so this first one is let me pull it up. All right, we're waiting. I'm I'm Whip excited. So Whip I have gathered together. We are primarily, obviously, a movie history show, right? Yes. Primarily, yes. I have gathered 20 historical movies. Okay. Okay? And I think we should come up with some kind of buzzing system where I will redo the movie. I'll just yell. Yell something yeah. silly, though. Make ah! it silly. That's good. You should have said something because we actually have buzzers. Yeah. We do? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, we have a buzzer, host buzzer system. How was I supposed to know that? <laughs> you could have asked. By the way, do you have a buzzer? Yes. Um, <laughs> so I'll, I, I name the movie. You will buzz in and tell me what year that movie was made. Oh. And whoever wins, whoever gets the most points, the most movies, wins the game. Okay. How do you feel about this? I'll, I'm willing to give it a try yeah. for a little. 20 yeah. is a lot, too. Yeah. That's a lot of yeah. movies. Well, I can't believe you found that much. There's three of yeah. you. All right. All right. Well, whatever. Yeah. Let's, let's do and it. There's like 200 years, so you mean, yeah. 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 Are you ready? Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Pick one. First one. Buzz. Yeah. 1962. That's incorrect. <laughs> 69. <laughs> 
Good first guess. one. Good guess. Brad Pitt. Buzz. Troy. Two thousand and one. You, you, neither one of well, Beaver buzz, but he buzzed too soon. Buzz he said something silly. All right, Brian buzzes. Two thousand two. Two thousand two is incorrect. Does anyone want to steal? Go. Nineteen ninety nine. No. Buzz. buzz. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst game ever. All right, this game isn't as fun as I thought it was gonna be. Beaver. Oh four. Yes. Oh. oh. <laughs> I love that this is blowing up on you. Okay. I used, to, I used to come up with the games. All right. Not so easy, is no, it? No, it's not. All right. The hand is on yeah, the other foot It's now, more than isn't people it? just guessing numbers, isn't it, asshole? Well, the other, this is the only one that's like this. I came with two other games, and they're good. <laughs> All right, two. Amadeus. Buzz. Beaver. 98. No. Buzz. Brian. 1985. No. 86. No. Damn. Right, this was 1982. Oh, I was oh. so off. <laughs> I, was, I was four years old. <laughs> Back to baton. I don't know. Buzz. Brian. 1947. No. I don't, I don't 53. Know. No. Damn. 60. No. <laughs> I don't know what this what is. What is it? 1945. Should we just stop now? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> right, we're going to see this through. Fine. Yeah. Flags of our fathers. Buzz. Brian. 2005. No. So close. Fuck. So close. Buzz? Beaver? Oh, 09? No. No. Is that too late? Get him. You want to steal? I was going to say 06. 06 is correct. No, okay. ah! We have a tie game, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You're on the edge of your It's only because he said you were close. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number five. All quiet on the Western Front. Which which one? The original. Uh, Buzz? Brian. <laughs> That is 1927. Incorrect. Buzz? Oh, I know Get it. Get him. 34. No. Damn. Steven. Buzz? Steven. 33? The answer is 1930, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Uh, 1930. Brian should be killing Sorry. us in this, right? I thought this would be this like more competitive. And he's I thought one. Brian would know all of these. Things. I don't know years. <laughs> <laughs> all right. not on the board. Number six. Yeah. A bridge too far. Buzz. Brian. 1966. Incorrect. Buzz. 64. <laughs> Incorrect. 65. You're all way off. It is 1977. It's oh, that. Wait, what? Bridge Too Far is that late? Wait, 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 wait. It wasn't there two? No. no. Okay, never mind. I'm an idiot. All right. Is he? Is, I, I could have sworn it was the 60s, dude. All right. You are wrong. I went to IMDb this morning. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Number seven Akira Kurosawa classic. The Seven Samurai. Brian. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to answer first this okay. time. You have to. He called you out. No, he's, he's passing. <laughs> Fine. Let's do it. All right. Go, Brian. 1952. Oh, so close. <laughs> God damn it. 51? No. Buzz, 53. 54. Uh, you know what? This is what we got to do. We just Brian's the him. only one who's not scored yet. We all Because yeah. he gets close. And then <laughs> we just hightail off of him. One dollar. All right, number eight. <laughs> Charlton Heston's The Ten Commandments. Real quick, ladies and gentlemen, we have 12 more of these. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see this through now. Now I'm having fun. Yeah. So, look, the people at home are playing along. I got to say, I legit, look, when you were reading the list, you're like, yeah, I got some movies. I'm like, oh, he's got like five or six. I got 20. I, 
<laughs> you did the classic brain mistake. Where I, went you over, I, went you, I went too long. I went too long. I went to bridge too far. <laughs> is what I did. Uh, number eight, the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Everyone just looks at me. Buzz. Brian. Ten Commandments. Can I get a hint? <laughs> it's in the fifties. Okay. You got ten choices. <laughs> Fine. I'm okay with that. 1959. Incorrect. I would have guessed that. That's a good guess. Uh, it, course, it, they're all good guesses. Good guess. it, it has, <laughs> wait, this was, he good did this answer. before Ben-Hur? Oh, Ben-Hur is 55. I believe Ben-Hur is 59, but I could be wrong in that. Steven? You 58. Have Incorrect. 56. 56 is correct. Oh! Get him with two points. That's 148 IQ right there. <laughs> Look at that. Guessing numbers. Percentages, yes. All right, you ready? Number nine. Yeah. Master and commander of the far side of the world. <laughs> Buzz. Brian. 2001. Incorrect. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Buzz. Steven. 2003. 2003 is correct. <laughs> Boom. Two to two. I got this that. game sucks. I, got <laughs> I bought a DVD Brian, player once. Mm -hmm. I bought a DVD player once, and you would send away, and they would send you five random DVDs, and one of them was Master and Commander. And then, like, three years later, someone gave me Master and Commander, so I'm like, it's the only movie I have two of, and I've never watched it once. It's you never so watched good. it? No. It's so fucking good. It's a great movie. <laughs> I, I, I just have that thing against, what's his name? It's Russell Crowe? Yeah, just some movies. Yeah. You don't, like, fuck around the world? <laughs> It's so good that it actually stalled out a conversation we had a few times. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Are you we ready for number well, uh, Is that 10. the one where he actually learned how to play a violin? And yes. And invested in like an $18,000 violin? The man is a wonderful okay. actor. <laughs> okay, I do know something about that movie. All right, here we go. Number 10. Do you think Russell Crowe, when he takes his family out, he's saying... I'm taking the murder out today. Uh, Is there a murder of crows? Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. I love that. That was wonderful. I, that was a good joke. I'm yes, proud of that one. <laughs> so, would their house be called the murder house? I guess, oh. yeah. <laughs> Number 10, 1917. Buzz. Brian. 2017. Incorrect. Buzz. Steven. 2018. Incorrect. Get him. <laughs> it's gonna be one Let's more. go 15. Incorrect. No, it was 19. This was the latest movie on the list, guys. Wasn't it 2019? Yeah, it was 19. You, we were all close. We were all close, Brian. I have no like, perception of time, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Uh, That's hard, though, because... Dude, we have reached it. the halfway point. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. oh, we're going. Number 11. George C. Scott in Patton. Patton. <laughs> Buzz. Brian. Brian. 1960 flat. No. <laughs> no. Buzz. 68. No. Closer. Oh, 66. Six. Incorrect. 1970. Ah, oh. you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you ignorant slut. <laughs> Number 12, guys. Brian. What are the scores? Just rattle them off, rattle them off, fellas. Stephen, what do you have? Two. Get them? Two. Brian? Zero. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> um, number 12, Gettysburg. Ooh. Gettysburg. Oh um, the precursor oh, to God's I was going to buzz before buzz. you. Buzz. Wow. 1995. That is incorrect. Was, is that the one with Matthew That's Barrett? close, dude. No, you're thinking of um, uh, That's Glory. That's Glory. Oh, okay. Uh, 97. 97 is wrong. Fuck. 95. 
93. Mm. Ooh, it was like so so close. I will say my second guess is always right. (laughs) (laughs) Like after I get it wrong, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, it's 93. And then he says it. All right. Maybe don't buzz in first then. (laughs) Number 13, Saving Private Ryan. Buzz. Ryan. (laughs) 1996. Wrong. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> fuck you. No. No. Buzz. Oh, you can take it. You can 98. Take it. 98 is correct. Yeah, it's 98. <laughs> it was a year before the Matrix. Year before the Matrix. Brian is so upset. <laughs> Get him is taking the lead once again. 3 2 0. Am I still in it? Uh, we have. Yeah, you, six, yeah, you can pull yeah, ahead. We have 16 get... left. <laughs> you can pull ahead. Uh, number 14. A little film called Amistad. <laughs> Brian. Buzz. Brian. 1990. I'm torn between eight and seven. Eight is my lucky number. I'm going to say eight. Incorrect. Fuck. Buzz. <laughs> Get him. Oh, one. No. Damn. Uh, 92? The answer is 1997. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Getem was going to say 97 right away. <laughs> no, I, for some reason, I thought, it was the, I thought it was in the aughts. I told you, it is always my second choice. All right. 15. We have five more to go. Kingdom of Heaven. Oh. Buzz. Brian. 2005. He got it! <laughs> Orlando Bloom is a hunk. Ryan is on the board. Yeah, and I know. All right. You made it. So wait, can it's we not get a shutout? Can we get a score update? Score update. Three, Give two, him one. Three. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Okay, I'm in it. You're in it. God You're in it. it. We got You're in it. Five more. Okay. You just have to keep throwing out the Orlando Bloom. This is gonna be like yeah. this is gonna be like a twenty-eight to three Tom Brady comeback <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Number sixteen. Sixteen. 1492 Conquest of Paradise. Weird movie that nobody saw. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know this movie. This is the, um, uh, what's his fuck it? Trevor, this is the Malick movie, isn't it? Can I have a hint? Is it in black and white? It is not in black and white. <laughs> this is the Terrence Malick movie, correct? I believe so, yes. With Colin Farrell? Yeah. I know no, it's no, not Colin Farrell. Uh, Sigourney Weaver's in it. She plays Queen Isabella. So this is fairly recent. Wait, is this the Pocahontas one? No, no, that's New World. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. Hmm. So this is fairly recent. It's in living memory. In living memory, yeah. Brian knows it's this. It's a Unix system. <laughs> I, I, to be honest, this isn't the movie I thought it was, and I've never heard of this movie. Never heard of this movie? No. Uh, can, can you give us a decade? 90s. It is not. Okay. So we got to... It's a Buzz. Brian. 1993. No. A buzz. Brian. Oh, uh, Beaver? I'm not Brian. <laughs> I'm not, but I'm not. Then stop <laughs> pretending to be. <laughs> 90. No. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> Latin uh, root. This came out the same year as the Black Album, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that 90? The answer is 1992. He didn't guess, though, right? No, I had no chance. All right. 17. Colin Farrell in Again. Alexander. <laughs> Buzz. Brian. 2006. Wrong. Fuck. Buzz, 2004. 2004 is correct. Yeah. Four, I, think, two, I, I think that clinches it for him. 
There are three more. Okay. Sweep no. them all. We have, to, okay. we have to get all of them, man. Yeah. Number 18, Gandhi, Ben Kingsley. Oh, Sir fuck Ben you. Kingsley. Buzz. Brian. Uh, Beaver. I'm, I'm not Brian. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. He's so used to me buzzing first. <laughs> I'm just going to throw out a number. 84. 84 is not correct. I'm going last. I'm playing to win. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't say close for me. So Buzz, 77. No. Can I get a hint like you gave Getem? No, we didn't have hints. Getem got a hint the last one with the blackout. Uh, he, he wasn't allowed to guess. He didn't guess. <laughs> you don't want me to win so bad. <laughs> no, I, I need you to he, lose this. Because here's the thing Getem doesn't know about me and the audience doesn't know. I'm insanely competitive. Yes. <laughs> like, like I'm, right. I'm like the most competitive person yes. you'll ever fucking yeah. meet. And like, if I lose, this is going to bother me for like weeks. This came out two years after Iron Maiden's debut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think Brian can figure that out. Okay. I, don't, I don't think 1981. so. 1981. No. The answer was 1982. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I was close. I thought, yeah, wait, I thought Maiden started in 79. 80. First album's 80. In the U.S. No, didn't Maiden get together in, like, the 60s? In no. 70, no. Oh, God, no. I felt um, like they were together in, like, 68. Yeah, they were influenced by the Beatles. <laughs> there was just tr tr gallops. Just gallops, I want to yeah. hold your hand. <laughs> I want to hold your hand. <laughs> That's Brian's impression of, of Steve Harris's bass. I don't want to bang on the table. Might hurt it. Yeah. I think. All right, number 19. 19. Good fellas. So many. So many. Buzz. Brian. 1990. That is correct. He did it. All right. Tied with Steve. All right, I'm. I'm Unfortunately, you're drawing dead at this point. I can't beat get him, but I can beat Steve. That's true. That's true. Final one for all the marbles. Okay. Number twenty, the bridge on the river Kwai. Buzz. Brian. 1966. Incorrect. Fuck. <laughs> I love his reaction every time. Incorrect. Fuck. <laughs> Buzz. 67. No. Yeah. So you said 67, you said 66. Uh, Both six of them are way off. Oh. Yep. Oh. 73. We looking at older? Older. Yeah, we are looking older. Uh, 58. 57. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel good, does it? It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good, though. It's so that, that feels like a 60s movie. It does. Yeah. That, honestly? Honestly, it turned out fun, so shut up, game, all of you. The, <laughs> we, we, made, we made it fun. But, yeah. All right. Um, get him. Congratulations on oh, your thank win. You. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. you. Yeah. All right. Um, so now it's the time of the show where we're going to pick the next movies we're going to watch. Okay. So the next three movies are going to be um, what we pick now, and the the show will revert, revert back to movie form. Mm -hmm. So uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, what uh, movie are you picking? I want to do The Last Samurai. I like The Last Samurai. Mm -hmm. I like. Have you seen Last Samurai? Tom Cruise? Yes. No. It's a good movie. Yeah. A lot of fun. Uh, I've always enjoyed it. You know, I got some thoughts on it, but I'll save them for save the episode. Yeah, for the, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, got, we got time. I do like that movie some a lot, time. though. So that's going to be the next thing we watch. Yep, that is Steve's pick. Okay. Uh, okay. Tony? Oh, uh, <laughs> Does that bother you? I, no, not at all. Okay. I think we've been heavy on battles and war, so I'm going a little different route. I'm going for the dirty New York City movie, 
the French Connection. Oh, oh that's an awesome that's pick. Nice, mm-hmm. that's nice. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I wish I thought of that. That's awesome. <laughs> big, big Tony with the awesome yeah. pick. <laughs> Do you know why so many Italians name their kids like Anthony and Tony? Saints. No, because, because they were going to and why. <laughs> Tony. My soul <laughs> is dead. My soul's dead after that comment. They were all going to and why. He said oh. it again. He said it again. <laughs> And he added an O flourish. <laughs> it's almost why we call them Bennies. Yeah. yeah. What? Bennies. It's what uh, the shore people call people from other places. Yeah, but how is it like that? Because <laughs> they call them that after the Bayonne Elizabeth Newark New York rail line, and it was usually on their tickets. Oh, my God. I, I've heard Benny's, but I didn't know that. Now I, yeah. we learned some local uh, yeah. history. That's great. Wow, we're, That's we're sticking true to the theme. This is grand. <laughs> okay. Brian, what are you picking? I am picking a movie that is not based on a true story. Star Trek? How? Yeah. We're, we're just going to watch. This is the future. We're doing Insurrection? Please tell me we're doing Insurrection. I love the dinosaur head guy. <laughs> Kid we knows what I'm talking we about. are doing a movie with a dinosaur head. We're doing um, Mario Brothers. Oh, King Koopa. King Koopa. No, no, no. Scapelli's um, flooding the pipes. <laughs> I loved hearing how drunk and off oh, they were. John Leguizamo no, and uh, uh, Bob, Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Yeah. I almost said Bob Costas. What about a way different yeah. movie? <laughs> Okay, I'm picking The King's Man. The King's Man. Now, I have seen the movie. It is not based on a true story. However, there are several little historical things that I can't see us ever really talking about that occur in the movie that keep it true to history that's going to be fun to talk about, I think. Okay. And if I'm wrong, you guys can just rip me for an episode about how I'm an asshole because I made us watch this. Yeah. Sounds fine. Yeah, we're yeah. going to do that anyway. <laughs> that does it for this episode. That's the show. Yep. That's it. I want to give a thank you to our first guest, the wonderful Get Him Steve Dave. Thank, 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 thank you. Thank you for having me. We'll definitely have you back at some point. No, unless the audience says something. We don't care. <laughs> we don't have an audience. Yeah, we don't have an audience. <laughs> no one's going to hear this. No, I'll be tweeting it. Yeah, yeah. Fast forward three weeks later, 100,000 views. Oh, shit. <laughs> I want to give a thanks again to the Tell Him Steve Dave guys for letting us record at the General Store. Yes, in beautiful Hazlitt, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Come on down to Airport Plaza. Visit the Tell Steve Dave store. Get him will probably be here. Buy yes. some merch. Buy yes. some stuff. Uh, sign up for the Patreon. Tell him Steve Dave Patreon. Get him's on there. Sometimes, yes. Yeah, I'm on there too sometimes doing work behind the scenes. Also, follow me on Twitter, at Brian Rupert. Uh, do you want to plug your Twitter? Uh, at Get him Steve Dave. That's G-I-T-E-M. Yep. So follow him there. Uh, follow me on Letterboxd. I rank every movie we watch for this podcast, and I write reviews of every single movie I watch. It's a labor of love for me. Love doing it. So follow me there, at Brian Rupert for both. And I want to thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye now. So what was your review of Backdoor Sluts 8? (laughs) (laughs) Five stars across the board. (laughs) 